Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number five of the Long Run Podcast Series. I'm your host, Dominic Santina, and we are about to get ready with our warm-up here for the fifth podcast episode. But the one thing I do want to say is seems like every time we mention something, the next week we come back on and it's been canceled of crazy times out here with the coronavirus but we're going to get started with our warm-up and we're just going to kind of make light of the situation with some of our distance runners that we followed over the first four episodes just kind of what they've done to make light of the whole coronavirus situation and try to make it the best of it as they've gone forward so i know last night emma colburn a long distance runner, more in track, but will also run some marathons as well. She got, I don't remember if it was on either on Instagram or on Facebook, she got on, did a live video for her followers, doing a cooking video with her mom who lived in Colorado, which was pretty cool to see. So I only watched a couple seconds of it, but I did see that was going on. Desi Linden made a post, um, just joking about what she's training for and uh, referenced a meme that you can find that on Instagram. Jordan Hase made a funny kind of TikTok-ish video, uh, dance video, while she was practicing doing one of her workouts. I know Shalane made a long post about the whole situation of trying to, um, you know, everyone wants to play for the world, and now is the time to do it, and that's to play inside and, and be responsible and be respectful of others. We will get into the whole coronavirus situation and what you should or should not do later on. What we want to move to now is our workout portion of the segment. And this one's a pretty big one, as I mentioned. So the United States Olympic Committee sent a request out to the Olympics for it to be postponed in support of others that have done so as well. It says, I'm going to read you the article here. I found it on Sports Illustrated. It said, I am writing to share the USA track and field's position regarding the uncertainty surrounding the upcoming 2020 Olympic Games in Tokyo, Japan. USA TF's top priority has been and will continue to be the health and safety of our athletes, coaches, staff, and volunteer leaders. As the global pandemic has grown, we have worked hard to remain in close contact with our board of directors, leadership, key stakeholders, and sponsors to address their concerns and maintain steady communication in this rapidly changing environment. As you know, the Olympic Games are only a few months away. This is a critical time for our athletes to train and compete as they seek to put themselves in the best possible position to represent our country, Team USA, and Team USATF. Our goal remains to achieve athletic excellence during the Olympic Games, but not at the expense of the safety and well-being of others. Unfortunately, while our world-class athletes are willing to push themselves to their athletic limits in the pursuit of Olympic success, the likelihood that they will be able to train properly in a safe and adequate environment and replicate the excellence we have all come to expect does not appear likely in the midst of this global crisis. As we have learned, our athletes are under tremendous pressure, stress, and anxiety, and their mental health and wellness is among our highest priorities. The right and responsible thing to do is to prioritize everyone's health and safety and appropriately recognize this toll, the toll and the difficult situation this has and continued to take on our athletes in the Olympic Games preparation. We are all experiencing 
unfathomable disruptions and everyone's lives are being impacted accordingly. For these reasons, the United States, USA Track and Field is respectively requesting that the USA Olympic and Paralympic Committee advocate to the IOC for postponement of the 2020 Olympic Games in Tokyo. We certainly understand the ramifications of this request and are trying to coordinate the logistics of a postponed Olympic Games on the schedules of other athletes, sports federations, key stockholders, and etc. And it goes on for another couple paragraphs. I'm not going to read the rest of it. I know I've already read quite a bit, but you can go check that out. Sports Illustrated has it there for you to see the rest of the press release. But there's the gist of it. Basically, they pushed towards the Olympic Committee trying to get them to cancel the Olympics which, as we record of March 24th here, Tuesday in 2020, the Olympics have been canceled. Most likely it's looking like they're going to push them to the 2021 summer, which would make the most sense for scheduling-wise and for athletes so they can be prepared and ready to go as much as possible. As we mentioned last week, the Olympic Committee has a really tough job that they have to do. They have to look at the whole world on the spectrum and not just one country by itself. So for the Olympic Committee to make that decision and look at the world and see how everyone is handling the coronavirus and how the coronavirus is having an impact on those countries, the safest play right now, even though it's a couple months out, is to cancel the Olympics, which means the Olympic track and field qualifications will probably be postponed till a later date as well. The just there's so much that goes into this. I know they're talking about a money f situation. More than money, it's more of a safety of the athletes. And as I mentioned last week, you cannot put the athletes in risk of recatching the virus or spreading, recontaminating countries with the virus that may have already got over it. Or think, you know, the big thing with this virus is you think you're not contagious, but you really could be, and you could pass it on to somebody else. So, and then, you know, the United States Track and Field Organization also made a good point of, with this virus, their athletes have to be careful not only not to get it, but if they do get it, to self-quarantine themselves, and then they're not going to be running. So if they happen to get the virus, they're not going to be training at the level they need to, to come out and represent to the level that we would like them to see at. So, you want the Olympics to be held where everyone has a fair shot of competing, everyone has a fair chance to train and come in the best you can so you can have the best for your Olympics uh, competitions. So it's a smart move, moving it most likely to what will be probably 2020 is the way it's looking right now, but we will see going forward. They have not made an official announcement of where that's going to be at. But as soon as I know, I'll definitely make an announcement about that. And I know it's probably getting a little tiring about hearing about all the corona talk, not only on here, but just over media and everywhere else. So I promise we're going to talk about it one more time this week just because of the significance the virus has played, not only on the Olympics, but on our running community as well, because we have runners that were going to the Olympics, and we had trials that were scheduled for the Olympics, so it does impact us, but next week we will have a special episode that I'm getting in the works and finalizing some details, so bear with me through this episode number five, and then be on the lookout next week, which should be March 31st or April 1st, it will be when it'll come out, should have it done by March 31st and ready to go April 1st, 
it premieres every Wednesday and it comes out at about 4 in the morning so be on the lookout for that as I mentioned we're going to talk about the coronavirus one more time here this week and we had some a lot of runners actually speak out over the cancellation of the Olympics not really the coronavirus and that's what we're going to focus our talk on this week and with it being canceled what our runners are going to do now that they don't have to look at the Olympics. So we're going to talk about some of the runners that qualified for the Olympics. First off, we have Molly Seidel. We, I got some of this from Runner's World. As I mentioned, that's my favorite resource to look up information. So Molly, I took some of these interviews, not all of it. There's more that you can read. Pretty good article talking about some of the favorite runners in the country and what their plans are and what they're doing going forward. But I took some of the articles, some of the good parts. I'm going to read a little bit of what they had to say and kind of summarize and give you an update of what's going on. So we're going to start with Molly Seidel, who took second in the Olympic marathon trials. She was the runner out of Notre Dame, who just graduated and decided to run her first marathon at the Olympic trials and qualified. She said, I definitely think that the postponement is the right move here. It does not make sense to hold the Olympics right now with the severe, with how severe the coronavirus has gotten it, and it's not going to sort itself out within four months. And then, then, logistically, there's no track season this year, so anybody attempting to qualify right now to hit standards can't get in the training that they need. That's just not going to happen right now. I don't think it's fair to any of them. And I don't think that it's fair to expect the level of competition that we accept as normal for the Olympics. The best athletes in the world competing at the highest level. It sucks, plain and simple. Today, I feel like has been a really weird day. It's sad. There's no other way around it. It's really disappointing. I've literally waited my whole life for this moment and to get to do this. And I'm waiting, and I'm willing to wait one more year if it means that we can have a safer Olympics. And if we can hold that Olympic spirit of the highest level of the competition and a global experience that we can all share. And that's what I was hitting on originally is you want the Olympics are set at such a high bar. Like you're looking for the best of the best to be there and to push it to the level of competition to an unseen level. Like when you think of the Olympics, it tops everything. So why would you want to even host an Olympics if you're Japan that's going to be subpar because of the virus? I mean, regardless, let's say it was gone. The athletes are not going to be in the tip-top shape that they should be. So by postponing it, you already had, I mean, they're not going to move it. They're not going to change anything. They're just going to make it later. So you get all the revenue, you get everything. I mean, you still have the expenses, but you already have the infrastructure built. So it's one year later and you get the athletes in the top trained shape that they need to be and it'll be better competition in the end and that's kind of what Molly's saying there and that allows her, you know she's bummed for sure but at the same time she knows that she can go in and she's gonna face the best competition there is and everyone's gonna be trained to be the best they can be at that point so that's kind of what Molly had to say there we'll move to Jacob Riley who finished second in the men's he said I think with the amount of disruption we've had to postpone the Olympics I figured that this was going to be the decision I've been preparing myself for that 
I think that's the right call, and honestly, I want to thank the Japanese government, the IOC, the national governing bodies, and everyone else for making what I know was a really tough call. I think they did it for the health of the athletes, and I thank them for being on our side. I thought that I had mentally prepared myself for this decision, but seeing it officially this morning was pretty gutting. I'm a little bummed right now, but I'll probably give myself a couple days to wallow a little bit more. And that's for sure. I mean, I know my college's track season just got canceled last weekend, and I mean, I'm not even running anymore, but just for my teammates, you know, I felt the heartbreak knowing for the seniors and everyone else that their season's done. They're not going to have an outdoor season, so now just imagine that you're going to the Olympics, and luckily for them, it's not canceled like a lot of these sports are. It's just going to be postponed, so they'll have another chance to run in 2021. But still, when you, I mean, from the minute they qualified, that's all you've been thinking about up until now. So for them, it, it is heartbreaking that you're not going to run in 2020, but given the circumstances for your own personal, you want to be going in there trained as best as you can, so it just allows you more time to kind of wait this out here with this virus and then get in all that training that you need to and let you prepare a little bit more for it as well. So, yeah, absolutely it's heartbreaking. Everyone's feeling heartbreak right now with things being canceled, but there's a lot of uncertainty going around, and this virus is nothing to mess with. So it's a safe move and a good, a good move, in my mind, for the Olympics. I mean, you can see both ends of the spectrum. I think everybody understands, but that doesn't mean that it's not heartbreaking. Then we have Emma Colburn, who was the American record holder in the 3,000-meter steeplechase in the 2017 World Champion Bronze Medalist and the 2016 Olympic Bronze Medalist. And she commented, We've been adjusting to this news for the last several weeks. I think maybe 11 days ago, the first race we were really preparing for got canceled, and it was supposed to be a 10K at Stanford on April 3rd. So a 3,000-meter steeplechase runner looking to run a 10K on the road, or actually I think it was on the track, 10K at Stanford University. And so that's kind of the whole thing. Everyone's been in this whole limbo of road races and every other event being canceled just to not contaminate everybody. And so there's Emma Colburn kind of giving a perspective from a runner side as well that, you know, she's been, she knew, kind of knew it was coming. And this is what we were talking about last week about the Olympics. Kind of mentally have to prepare for it to be canceled, but at the back of your mind, keep training like it's, it's going to happen until it's not. And that's the Michigan High School Athletic Association is working on the same thing right now. I'm a coach at my high school that I grew up in and, we, uh, mentally, I know that there's probably a better chance that it's going to be canceled than we're actually going to have a season, but I'm hoping that we do somehow get it in and we got to prepare like there is going to be one. And that's, we got training plans going out there to all of our athletes to keep them going just in case we do get back and we get a handle on this virus and we can get going here, maybe end of April, beginning of May. So Emma Colburn also mentioned it's been fewer than two weeks since this has really been hitting her and our society in reality. And she said, but we've 
been kind of preparing for it, seeing it every day, waking up to more and more news about the global impact of the coronavirus or COVID-19 pandemic, and seeing how there kind of is no way around it, to me it seemed inevitable. I'm in a position and time in my career where I have where I feel I have a lot of patience with how crazy track and field can be. This is certainly an unprecedented experience for all of us. I'm very calm and relaxed and not broken or devastated by anything. I'm just continuing on. So Emma Colburn there, once again, from the runner's perspective, devastated that it's happening, but at the same time, just have to move on. There's nothing you can do. It's out of your control. It's out of your hands. And for the safety of everyone, it's just a better move. She also mentions my heart breaks for every athlete everywhere, but especially those who that this was it or maybe their contracts will expire at the end of the year. Because of that, they're going to be retired and the athletes that were hoping to make their first Olympic team, mentioning the uh, track and field Olympic trials. At a certain point, this decision is so much bigger than any of us. There's no choice but to postpone. It would be so risky and unsafe. It's easy for a distance runner to think how... We can train, just give me a watch, a road, and a pair of shoes. And that's exactly it. And I expect we'll talk about it here just in a few minutes. We'll move on to what the athletes are planning to do now that the Olympics are canceled and the trials are canceled and what they're going to do to prepare while they wait for the 2021 summer. But from a running perspective, it is easy. I mean, you have a watch, you have a road, and shoes, and you can go out and train at any time, no matter what's going on in the world. And that's what a lot of our runners will do, and that's what you should do as well. Just because there's a virus out there doesn't mean that you can't go out there and train. And we have two more athletes to look at here for uh, their reactions. Abdi, who finished third in the males, he said, I won't be doing anything special. I'm just going to try to go to the forest by myself and just do maybe like 10 miles just to maintain fitness, you know, do nothing special, just don't lose anything. So it's all about maintaining now because there's nothing on the horizon, no race coming up. So if I see that things are getting back to normal in the next few weeks, then I will change my training to focus on races. And that's a very smart perspective from Abby, a longtime veteran in the running community. And he's right. A lot of races are being canceled. You know, everything I've mentioned, those road races, that we were looking forward to, and I think I mentioned in podcast episode number three of ones to go sign up for, they're going to be canceled just because you can't take the risk right now, and they're trying to eliminate the virus. So there, it sucks from a runner's perspective. I know a lot of us, especially me, I like to focus on a race and train for that, and you can't right now because just, just everything's up in the air. But maintaining our fitness is definitely the number one thing to do right now. And so to do that, you just got to keep getting the miles. And I know it may be tough when there's nothing to push for, but at the same time, you got to do it. So that way you can, when it does come back and everything comes back to normal, you'll be on top of it and you'll be ready to go and you'll be in better shape as long as you just keep getting your runs in now. Even if they seem pointless, just getting out there and doing it won't pay off in the end and then Des commented on the fact that Boston was postponed until next fall. She said, having Boston on the schedule made me move on and not dig into what happened at the trials too much. Then Boston got canceled, and I was like, dear God, I probably need to process this. She said, I went for a run during the press conference talking about when the Olympic tr- Olympics were postponed. 
She said, obviously I'd been connecting the dots like everybody else and it was just the obvious thing to do. Meaning postponing not only Olympics but Boston as well. So those are some of your big name runners kind of getting their comments out there on the Olympics being canceled and Des with the Boston Marathon being canceled as well. There's more you can read on their thoughts. There's more athletes that commented as well. I took more of the more meaningful and thoughtful comments. You can read those on Running World for some of them. And then Dez's article is on womansrunning.com. So now we're going to move on to what they have going forward. Now that the Olympics are canceled, we'll move back to Molly Seidel, who is second. She said, assuming the world sorts it out by midsummer, I'll probably focus on base training for the next several months, kind of like Abdi was saying. Just getting some mileage in and quality training time. And then she said, potentially get a chance to do a fall marathon. I'd like to try it out and get a little better at the distance. So she, like we mentioned, that was her first marathon at the trial. She comes second, makes the Olympic team. She was looking to do the same thing that Galen Rupp did. First, tri first marathon in the trials, second marathon at the Olympics, and get up on the podium. Now that's very un that is definitely unlikely because it's more than likely she'll probably run a marathon here in the fall. Could be Boston, could be New York. We'll have to see if she attends either one of those two or if she chooses another one. She also went on to say, I feel very lucky in a sense that I do have the security of knowing I've made the team and so I don't have to struggle and worry about pushing back the trials for even longer. I think it's very difficult for track athletes right now having to deal with the mental strain and it adds the level of pressure. And that's exactly a very good point. Molly Seidel, as we mentioned, Molly Seidel made the t Olympic team. She knows she's in. She's a lock to go to the Olympics in 2021. The distance runners for the marathon are in. We've locked that team down. The track team has not been locked down yet. Trials are probably pushed off till next spring, which means that there's going to be another year of training and another year of uncertainty to find out who will be on that team. But we will keep an eye on it and we'll monitor it. And for sure it adds more pressure, as Molly was saying. Now you got to re-prepare for everything. You're worried about it all over again. You're getting ready to get locked into your zone and feeling like you were ready to go make the Olympic team, and now it's been pushed off for a whole nother year. So that's it adds a lot of pressure to those runners and just another thing to worry about, or the same thing to worry about, just prolongs it now, I should say. Emma Colburn also commented. She said, honestly, we are just getting ready to get ready. We're just generally maintaining some fitness we're not getting sharp at all we're just working on our strength and whenever there's a call to action there's a stable environment to race in and be holding races then we'll be there we'll sharpen up the wheels as needed i feel like at this point we can't look at any race and say oh by the fifth avenue mile we can't pick a race and look up to on the horizon to train for right now and that's exactly the point that i was making earlier with abdi is everything's so uncertain right now that we don't know what's going to happen in the next week, let alone a month. So can't really pick a race out right now to try to go run because there's a pretty good chance it's going to be canceled. I mean, it's looking like everything right now to the middle of May is canceling. So as I mentioned, it's tough for even us casual runners or dedicated runners to find a race and find some motivation, but it's 
it's something we need to do and while we have this time it's it's a good ex thing to do is get in shape and we'll mention that a little bit later Colburn also mentioned that she's running between 85 and 90 miles per week right now very moderate nothing intense just building up strength so that seems like what a lot of runners are doing right now is just working on their strength and their base mileage and then once things kind of calm down a little bit from the virus they'll start ramping up some of their training sessions and high quality workouts to get in shape for races or anything they want to permit uh, compete in and the other thing too is if somebody were to get sick I mean you don't want to get in the middle of training for something and then get sick and now you're back at square one so instead of wasting time they're just getting base mileage in so that way if they do get sick it's not the end all they can just pick up where they left off or drop down a little bit of mileage and build back up finally I think this is the last one yeah, we're going to talk about Des before we move on to our final thoughts for our workout. So Des says many races are canceled right now, as a couple other runners have mentioned about trying to pick out a schedule. But she did say that she was looking at maybe competing in the 10,000 meters at the track and field trials in June. That was if the Olympics didn't get canceled. She also mentioned that people are saying that you should take a long break and you should... Some are saying race in May and she doesn't know. And so she said it's super hard to train and dial in a distance without being certain if you'll be able to race. She said she'll talk to her coach, Walt Drenth, who's the head coach at Michigan State University, and kind of make up a plan for that. So Des kind of in limbo with everybody else. And the one thing that whether you're running your first mile or you're a professional runner, like some of these runners were talking about, everyone's in the same boat. We don't know what's going to happen the next week, so we're all kind of in the same spot of what we want to do. All we need to do, though, is get some miles in and just continue to stay running because eventually this virus is going to die down and we'll get back to the things we love with even more passion and enjoyment. And the first road race back that you run, I'm sure, will be nothing but an enjoyment and a fulfillment of how much you really enjoy competing and running with everyone around you. So now we're going to move to our final thoughts. We're going to go to Emma Colburn who said uh, she mentioned some hardship or some hard times with her mom. I don't really want to get into this. I'm not really a sappy person. I don't really want to portray that on the on the podcast either so I'm just gonna say that basically nothing's certain from day to day so you know with this virus and everything just go out and find whatever brings you joy and go for a run or spend time with who you love and just enjoy it and find happiness where you can Jacob Riley said one of the things I've been preaching since I made my comeback is when running is not going well it's nice if you can have something else going on and I have other things going on that I can kind of focus on to take my mind off the uncertainty. He said, every time I start to get down in the dumps, I've had an intellectual talking to myself and remember that there are people with much bigger concerns and that running needs to take a back seat as so many other things need to. There's so much danger and uncertainty for so many people, so keep trying to keep it in perspective. And that kind of goes back to the point of canceling the Olympics and just having other people's safety involved 
and not worrying about, you know, don't get upset about the fact that the Olympics have been canceled because of the virus. Realize that there's a much bigger thing at stake than this race and the Olympics. It's people's health and safety. And you want to ensure that that happens and that we can all get a hold of this virus with everything that it's already done to countries around the world. So we don't want to help spread the virus or continue to spread the virus by hosting the Olympics and sending all those hundreds and hundreds of runners to the same location that could or could not have it and continue to spread it. Abby says the Olympics is an event that brings the world together. The world is going through a difficult time and this is something that is not easy to deal with. The best thing they did was postpone. She says I hope this passes quick. And he said, "The I like this. This is what really caught my attention. Wouldn't the Olympics in 2021 be the best way for us to recover and come together as a world and as a community? I think it would be the best Olympics, to be honest. People will come together and support. And I think he's absolutely right. You know, I've heard many people talking about here in the United States about how when all this is over, the economy will be booming again and everyone will be happy and joyful. And I sure hope that's the case. We're, where I'm at here in Michigan now, we're essentially supposed to stay home unless we need essentials or want to get out and get some exercise. So I hope when all this is over and we can get back to normal that everyone values every little thing that they can do with people or outside or whatever and just go have a good time and rejoice and be glad that we're back to how life was, even if it seemed busy or overwhelming or whatever that take that as it's not here forever and enjoy the little things. And finally with Des, she said we're sorting it out and trying to figure out what's best. I don't know if the games, this was before the games got canceled. So with the games being canceled and I feel like I should be ready as an alternate if that comes up, meaning for the Olympics, but now the Olympics are canceled. She's still an alternate for 2021, but that'll have to wait another year to worry about that she said I recovered quickly and I'm intrigued about the double so she said that she might be considering it this fall which I had mentioned in podcast number four I think that there's the possibility of Des doing the double with the Boston moving to the fall so she said that she is considering it we'll see this late this summer if she makes the announcement that she will run the fall in Boston and New York. So it's a possibility. Des has already said it. We'll just see if it comes to a point. Now we're going to move into our cooldown. And I've hit on some of the points already, but I want to reiterate some of the points that I've already said. One of them being that all of this is definitely a sad time when you're looking forward to some of your races and stuff like that. And I know it's disappointing or whatever that the race you've been training for has been canceled. And believe me, I'm right there with you. There's been lots of things of mine that have been canceled that I've been looking forward to that are no longer going on. But we got to take everybody's health into consideration. And I know, like they said, it's tough to get out there and run when you don't have some goal in mind. But know that at some point this summer, there is going to be some races. So the best thing you can do is get out and continue to get your mileage in, continue to run, 
and get some training in so that way when the races come on you can be up front or you can be winning races or whatever or better than you've ever ran before getting your personal records getting your personal best time whatever it is use this time I know some of us are now not working because of the shutdown use this time to get on a training routine start running start getting some exercise in pick up the mileage you've been running if you've been making excuses to skip days for running get out there and run that day use some of this time to your advantage help you get in shape help you get better help you do better this summer for your races you have the time now there are no more excuses now it's just getting out there and do it so get out there go for a run get some fresh air it's starting to warm up here in michigan temperatures are rising weather's getting better get out there get some fresh air it's definitely gonna help you uh... shed the virus cause Fresh air is better than the air in your house circulating all the time. So get some fresh air, get a deep breath, clean out your lungs. Just be smart while you're out there. Don't be touching street signs or stop signs or high-fiving people. And if you're running, don't run in groups and run smart. I mean, don't run right next to each other. Have some distance and social distance while you run. Stay away from other people. But it is good to get out there and run and to get some fresh air. So the one thing we're going to do right now, too, is I want to kind of do a mental tip or a mental advice here for the end of our podcast. We did some training tips, and my training tip really this week was to get out there, get some fresh air, and go for your run. Improve your running, whether that's run more, start to run, whatever it is, use this downtime to help you improve your running or to start your running. So our mental advice, first one comes from one of my college teammates and actually my fiance, Madeline. She said, try to not let the anxiety rule your run. Running is supposed to be an outlet, something fun. So don't be so hard on yourself if, it, if splits aren't what they usually are anxiety and stress can affect how we perform so try to take runs and just enjoy it listen to music podcast or go to your favorite spot be mindful and meditate on your run thinking about all the things to be thankful for and be thankful for different things be thankful that you're actually healthy enough to get out there and run des also said something she said all the fitness goes into your body and absorbs for a long time. There will be races again someday. You have to find some purpose in putting one foot in front of the other and tap into why you run. It can't just be about race results. Hopefully you have a good reason why. And I know if you are a runner and in the running community, you can find that why and just getting out, especially now with all the news about the coronavirus and all this, just get out, go for a nice run, and clear your head. And if you aren't a runner but you're listening to the podcast, I challenge you this week, just get out run a mile. Just start with a mile, maybe even a half mile if you can't make it a mile. Just go for a run. Don't put any music on. Or if you want to, do music. But don't, don't do anything that could talk about the coronavirus. And just go out there and clear your head and let all that go. And just go get some exercise. Get some fresh air. And just try to clear your head, because the best way to do that for me is definitely getting out there and running. Just lets all your worries and cares go away for a little bit while you enjoy your run. So, with that being said, I have to 
go do my run, get back into the swing of things. So that's going to wrap up episode number five here for the long run podcast series. Before I go, I want to mention one more time about our social media. We did pick up a couple more followers on Instagram this week. I think we're over 30 now. Twitter hasn't been as successful, but once again, comment, share, whatever you want with our social media. We want to get some fan interaction with the social media and podcast listeners. So if you want to comment or post any questions you have or anything, you can find us at Believe in the Long Run on Instagram and the Long Run 5 on Twitter. So search up those social media sites and let us know what you think of the podcast, any comments you have, any questions, or anything else you would like me to know. I'll definitely be sure to mention them in our podcast and Thank you for listening to episode number five. Be on the lookout for our special podcast, episode number six, coming out next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.